Hello and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Okay, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Um, before we start to, to chat, June, I'm just going to, in case there's anybody, I don't imagine there is, but in case there's anybody who doesn't know who you are, just very briefly, um, June's the owner and course director of CYS Yoga Teacher Training. So that encompasses three yoga teacher training programmes. Um, one, of course, I lead here in Glasgow and June leads our two sister courses. So one in Perth and one down south in Surrey. Um, she's the, she owns and runs Perth Yoga Studio as well and, and has had yoga studios in Perth since the early 1980s. So well before yoga was the, the, the worldwide phenomenon that it is today. And I know, June, you hate me telling people this, but you've been practicing and teaching yoga since the 1970s, which, like I say, I know you don't like me mentioning, but for me is, is hugely inspirational. Um, so I don't mind you mentioning it. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I thought it would be fun for people to hear some of your story, um, some of your yoga story. So the first thing I thought to ask was what brought you to yoga? How, how did you get into yoga in the first place? Okay, so um, I went on a club Mediterranean holiday to Corfu, Ipsos and Corfu in 1972. So it is nearly 50 years since I did my first yoga class. And I'm quite happy to say that. Um, and um, so we went to this club med um, and I remember going in, you had to um, exchange money for, for beads and, you know, there's no such thing. It was all very hippy-dippy in those days. It was quite cool, I thought it was quite cool. And um, you had to go into the office to exchange your money and get your beads if you wanted a drink or a coffee or anything. And all your, uh, it was very sporty, very sort of run by, you know, French, it was run by uh, French people. And it was a very sporty. And so you could do all sorts of sporting things, um, all included, basically. And um, so when I was in the office get, exchanging my money for beads, I saw this sign that said, um, uh, yoga class six o'clock in the morning and I remember thinking <laughs> ah, really 
on holidays are you mad um and so completely ignored it but i did notice that there was this very tall long blonde haired handsome chap very small um uh, swimming stuff uh, walking about the club but i just spotted him and kind of carried on um and so we had a lovely time and we took the boat i was with a group of friends and we took a boat from uh Ipsos in Corfu across to Parga on the mainland of Greece where they had a um, they had a um, like a, a, an annex of the club med so it was a little small one and you were in the proper straw huts you know there and uh, it was just wonderful really so um, the group that I was with we had lunch this day and then they were all a bit pissed and I was never really a bit of it never really a drinker so um, uh, they all went to sleep it off and I had to walk along the beach and I saw this girl they're called gentile organisateurs and they were like you know sort of red coats if you like of club med and so I asked this French girl what she was doing she said it was the yoga class in French so I did dig out my school girl French and she was rolling out mats on the beach and I said could I join and she said yes of course um, and you know, I was a very keen tennis player. Obviously, I've been glued to Wimbledon the last 10 days. And um, I was a very keen hockey player. So I was always been quite kind of sporty. And um, so I really enjoyed the movement. But it, for me, it was when she said, right, you had to just sit. And you were on the beach, remember, and you had to fix your gaze on the horizon where the sea and the sky met. And, you know, just one of those, you know, sort of life-changing moments it just meant so much you know to me and so when I came back from holiday oh and then and then we went back to uh back to Corfu and the day before we were leaving I discovered that the guy who was you know walking rather athletically through the club med was uh, in fact Derek Ireland um, as it turned out. Um, and he was the yoga teacher, of course. And had I known that in the beginning, I might have made an effort to get up at six o'clock in the morning. Um, and interestingly, when I came across Ashtanga Yoga um, and um, I, I got very you know, encouraged by, by John Scott and his teaching and his wonderful book about Ashtanga Yoga. Um, and then of course I see in the you know in the introduction that his um his inspiration was Derek Ireland so it's interesting that there's a bit of sing, you know sort of um serendipity there you know um and uh so that got me started and then I, I moved to live in Perth in Scotland I'd been in uh I'd been in Italy for a year and I'd been in London I'd been in Northern Ireland for a bit where my parents were and then I ended up in Perth and um I had a bit of a rough time you know I'd, life had kicked me around a wee bit even though I was just young and um, it was actually my GP lovely lovely GP called Dr Moffat who said to me why don't you try a yoga class now we're talking 1975 so you imagine how ahead of the game he was and um, I went to work in the station hotel in Perth and I saw in the diary book where they had all the events and the banqueting stuff, that there had been a yoga class there, but she'd moved to um, what was then the Lovett Hotel in Perth. And so I phoned her up 
and um, and I went to her class and she was just wonderful, Rosamond Morton. Um, and um, she was just a sweetheart, you know, so she encouraged me and through her I met William Moore Thompson and I used to go through my lovely friend Cathy Swan who still teaches, um, she's um, part of the tutoring team at Yoga Scotland and um, she teaches workshops at the Yoga Studio in Perth and Cathy and I used to go through to, um, to Edinburgh for William had these kind of days of yoga in those days and I remember walking into this big house he had in Athol Crescent in Edinburgh and smelling incense and <laughs> thinking, oh, you know, if my father knew I was somewhere where there was incense, because my granny was a wee free, you know, she was, she was, um, <laughs> so I think they knew that I was, you know, where they were burning incense, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, and, um, but William was just the most wonderful teacher. And um, and actually, your next question must might be how did I end up wanting to teach yoga? And exactly. Do you want me to keep on yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, from there, what what was it then that that took you to a, a teacher training? So that, that, that made you want no, to teach. In those days, there was no teacher training, um, and um, but there were there was a lot of interest. You know, uh, the only thing that there was for exercise really in those days was apart from sports was the women's league of health and beauty my mother used to go with a wiggle waggle and um or the odd yoga class and um so but there were william was teaching in glasgow he used to come to the i wish i could remember what it was I came through to Glasgow from Edinburgh. I used to teach in Edinburgh, came through to Glasgow, and then they wanted to start something in Perth. And there was this um, lovely lady um, who was a physiotherapist, and she was very thin and bending, could do everything. So he asked her if she would like to start a class. And then he said to me, would I? Lots of people wanted to, um, well, lots of people wanted to go. It was in the Red Cross Hall in the Euro in Perth. And um, so he said to me, would I go and help her? Because 60 people were coming to two classes, maybe 13 each class. Would I go along and help her? And if I did, I would get my classes free. I thought, that'll be me. So I, I turned up to, so there were two of us. Um, and um, I mean, I'd only been doing yoga for about a year, maybe a year and a bit, um, but I just was, just loved it, you know. Anyway, as you and I both know, teaching yoga is not that easy and standing in front of people all staring at you. And uh, this poor woman just got stage fright, basically. And after three weeks, her husband phoned me about just getting ready to go right. I lived in town, now just getting ready to walk the five minutes to the new row to the hall to help out and he phoned me uh, 20 minutes before the first class started and he said you'll have to take the class I said I can't I can't teach you class I'm only keen and he said well you have to do it because you can't go so I thought <laughs> so I took my mat and I went round to the Red Cross Hall and there was a stage so I was up on the stage and first class 30 people all staring at me and I so the only thing that got me through, and this is what I say to the students as well, as you know, the only thing that got me through was my enthusiasm for yoga. And, you know, if you only have that, 
that will take you through. And then in the second, I got through the first class and another 30 people were clamoring to get in for the second class. And in amongst them was a hugely pregnant woman. <laughs> I wasn't mind didn't have any children. I had no idea what being a pregnant woman was all about. Um, and I thought, good grief, what am I going to do with a pregnant woman in the yoga class? And however, it was her name was Carol Houston, lovely Carol Houston. And she was a, a nurse and knew what she was doing. So she said, it's OK, I know what I'm doing. I'll be fine. <laughs> she, she survived and you survived as well. <laughs> anyway, so that and then William was just about to start the first ever yoga teacher training in Scotland in 1976. And um, and so I reckon if I'm going to do this, I need to know what I'm doing. So basically, um, I, uh, you know, uh, he took me into that first group. And, um, you know, well, it's been my life you know, ever since, really. Yeah, gosh. So fast forward. Uh, yeah. a good few years and um, you eventually decide that you want to train teachers yourself um, what were your thoughts there so I mean it was about so that was 76 so it was about 2002 2003 teacher training began um, and um you know, I just felt there was a need. Um, William had only done three years of teacher training, or even two maybe, um, and he and I were still in contact. Um, and, um, you know, I'd done a lot of trainings. I'd done a lot of stuff. Um, I had, by that time, um, got in touch with, I mean, that was so, how many years ago? So 76, uh, 86, 96. So we're talking over 20 years I'd been teaching. I, by that time, got interested in Ashtanga Yoga. And I went out to um, uh, Kosamui and did train. I'd met Paul Dallahan. And when I met, I mean, I'd been doing loads of, I'd been everywhere and done, I'd done all sorts of stuff, um, you know, um, over the 20 odd years I'd been teaching. And then I came across Paul and Paul Dallahan was just such an inspiration, you know, strong and clear, a bit like William, really. Um, and um, so I, I got very keen on Ashtanga Yoga. And so, again, having met Paul, I thought, if I'm going to teach Ashtanga Yoga, again, I want to know what I'm doing. So I went out to do, to do his teacher training um, in the spring of 2003. Um, and um, and he knew I was thinking of setting up teacher training um, in uh, in Scotland uh, in September, and um, so again that was kind of a huge learning curve for me. Up at six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> so I chose to go somewhere to up at six o'clock in the morning um, to for my Ashtanga practice, and. Um, it was it was a huge uh, it was as big being with Paul and learning from him was as big a change for me as it had been doing my teacher training with William in the 70s. Um, and um, I came back from Costa Mui um, 
empowered, if you like. And because I know that Ashtanga yoga is a very empowering thing to do, I think that's why it's our base practice, as you know, it's our base practice on the teacher training. We're not saying to our students, you have to teach Ashtanga, but what we're saying is, here's your base practice, which is going to allow you to then teach in whichever way you choose. But of course, we're always very pleased when people or students want to teach Ashtanga because, um, you know, it's just such a good uh, foundation for whatever way you want to teach, really. Yeah, so when you say it was it was just as big a deal, because um, I'm interested, we'll, we'll take a wee di diversion here to talk about Ashtanga, because I'm really interested. You've been practicing and teaching for such a long time before you found Ashtanga. Um, and to then kind of take it on so wholeheartedly as well. Like what, what was it about it? What, what had you found? Well, you know, I was in my, um, how old was I then? I mean, I was in my fifties when I got into a Ashtanga practice. Um, and, um, Life had kicked me around a bit, you know, I've been divorced and struggling to raise my sons on my own and life hadn't been easy. Um, and, you know, when life kicks you around a bit, you lose your confidence. It's easy, you know, and it happens to lots of us at different times in our lives. Um, but honestly, um, the, the strength that I felt in my body um, affected me psychologically and I think it was a turning point for me really you know um and so you know I, I, you know I loved it because I was always quite sort of physically um active so um it kind of just resonated with me really you know and then of course I went out to um Mysore um in 2004 and uh, had five weeks with Pitabi Joyce and you know I just loved that too and again it was all um, just reinforcing everything I'd learned from Paul and I was finding in my own practice really. Yeah so coming back to the teacher training so training teachers since 2003 which even to me feels like yesterday or last year <laughs> um, quite a number of years um, I go now so what are your thoughts on on kind of how you the world of yoga has changed over those years and and the world of of teaching yoga how that's changed over those kind of intervening years well if we go back to when I was just training to be a yoga teacher because I was you know I, I was bendy <clears throat> And now, of course, we understand that being being hypermobile, which is what I am in my joints, is not the best thing. Uh, you know. um, but in those days, people thought because you were bendy, this was brilliant, you know. And oh, look at her, she's bendy. And they kind of, I used to get sort of plucked out of a room full of 120 people to demonstrate postures because I was the only one who could do it. Um, and I never really was comfortable with that because for me, and this came from William and way back, you know, yoga is not about what you can do. It's about what kind of a human being am I? What, you know, it's about the philosophy um, of it, the psychology of understanding 
you know, what's in your head and what can I do to um, <clears throat> bring harmony and balance into my life? But in those days, it was all about, oh, look at her, she can do this. I mean, I can remember, I can remember doing um, a um, shalabhasana, you know, so, but the full thing. So I've got my arms here and I was able to raise my legs straight up into locust posture to have my legs vertical to bend my knees and drop my feet onto the top of my head and I was absolutely fine and and I was doing it in this big workshop where there were 60 odd people there was this bloke who was very kind of competitive next to me and he was determined that there was something I how could I possibly do that I was just a woman you know so there's a bit of that going on you know so instead of saying you know oh it's interesting he kind of uh, you know, it was this competitive thing going on. Um, and so in those days, it was about, you know, being bendy and, um, you know, I used to go away to, um, away to retreats. And, um, you know, there was, in those days, women who went to retreats were usually going away to run away from their bad marriage and have a bit of a carry on with the, any, you know, um, male teacher who might be up for it, you know, there was so, so there was a lot of that going on and I never felt that was right. Um, and so, um, so that was then and, you know, I think now there are a lot more, there's a lot, there's a lot better teachers and I honestly think that a lot of that comes from Ashtanga. You know, I think there's a more purity of um, teaching because it's harder, because you can't just go away to a yoga weekend for a faff about that's the way it used to be, used to be a, used to be a bit, you know, and, you know, I mean, I, I suppose the reason that one of the reasons that I got into the teacher training and also I'm so, so strong about what we're doing is because I saw an awful lot of nonsense in years gone by, you know? Um, <clears throat> and I think that yoga is far too important um, and too valuable for us as individuals and for our communities and our society. I think it's too valuable to be in the hands of people who are not doing it right, you know? So we're trying to do it right, you know, as you know, Alina, um, so that there are more good yoga teachers out there doing it for the right reasons. Um, so, although the downside of it being so popular is it's about you know your, <clears throat> you know your leggings, your you know the, there can be that, but I, I think overall there's a lot of good teaching out there, um, and I like to think that we're at classical yoga school we're responsible for a lot of that, and I know we are because um, I know how good the teachers are and all the wonderful stuff they're doing. Um, and um, and I do think it's um, and of course we you know health and education as you know we get a lot of health professionals and educational professionals coming into our teacher training courses and that's important because that's where it needs to be um, you know um, too and you know yeah yeah so I think that's about our time now okay and. Um, yeah, I mean, I am in no doubt that I wouldn't be where I am without you and your teaching. And I'm pretty sure a lot of folk um, feel the same about where 
there. So can only thank you for being the yoga weirdo in 1970, <laughs> whatever. And, and for sticking at it when I'm sure it must have been pretty hard sometimes. Um, so thank you and thanks for, for joining me. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you've got any questions, you can email me or find us on social media. And until we can return to our Sunday chai sessions in the studio, I'll see you here next time.